Coming from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Welcome back to the show. Hello, are you there with us right now, Tracy? I am. Yay! Hi, Miss Jill. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to have you here. This is Tracy L. Tate. She's the CEO of TLJ Professional Services, which is so exciting. Uh, family owned and operated in the San Francisco Bay Area, but of course, helping all those uh, clients all over the U.S. and small business owners and entrepreneurs and so much more from Oakland, California. Welcome to the show today, Tracy. How are you? I am wonderful. Great. Oh, well, thank you for being here. First and foremost, excited to talk about the accounting, taxes, business coaching services that you offer. So let me first have you start off by just introducing yourself to everyone. Thank you. So I am Tracy L. Tate. I'm the CEO of TLJ Professional Services. We say we are about all things financial. We do everything from bookkeeping, accounting, taxes, tax uh, planning, as well as business coaching help small businesses um, and entrepreneurs know their financial position so that they can make sound financial decisions. Ah, this is great. By the way, the website, just to confirm, it's tljprofessionalservices.com, correct? Yes, it is. Perfect. Well, before we get to know more about the company and the work that you're doing and, you know, the help you can offer our listeners, I want to find out more about you, uh, how you were raised, where you grew up, and what brought you into here. So would you mind kind of giving us a little bit of your background? I know you were raised by your great-grandmother, right? Yes. And that was an honor and a pleasure. So um, I was raised by my great-grandmother in San Francisco, so born and raised in San Francisco. Um, I went to Catholic school for elementary school, and I went to Lowell, which is a prestigious high school here in the San Francisco Bay Area, um, and went on to college, um, you know, because I, I actually raised myself. My grandmother passed early, so I started raising myself at 14. So I've been about business ever since I was 14. Wow. Well, thank you for being here. And amazing to have uh, your great-grandmother like that. Did you have any other mentors growing up? Or are you currently mentoring anyone? Um, Both. So, you know, back in the 70s, 80s, you know, um, there that was the time and era where the neighborhood looked out for everybody. Mm-hmm. So it was a village. Right. So I had a village of people around me, but that direct connection for my great grandma wasn't there. So but she laid a solid foundation for me. And I actually use that foundation in my coaching even today. Oh, wonderful. Well, we're excited to talk more to you and get to know you. And let's talk now about this family owned business. Uh, explain a little bit how you all got started with it and who really started initially in the family. So I am the founder of it. Um, awesome. So, like I said, I, I started raising myself early. So my aunt, which we were raised as sisters, um, she's two years older than me. So she started working at 16. She, too, was being raised by my great-grandmother. So um, when our grandma passed, she started working at 16, but she didn't know how to do her taxes. So I... You know, I've always been good in school. I've always been good at paperwork and stuff like that. So um, I started doing her taxes when she was 16 and I was 14. Um, So I kind of learned the foundation of taxes early. So when I graduated high school, I went straight to Hill College for accounting, which also had a tax curriculum. Um, So I had started doing that 
first. So way back in 19, I graduated high school in 87. So back in 1991 is when I graduated from Hill Business College. And um, that's when I started my um, tax practice, where I started doing other people besides her and myself, because I, too, started working at 16. And from that, I learned from working with different clients, and as more people were coming to me that, you know, the small business or entrepreneur sole proprietorship era kind of started to supplement income. And people started coming to me, and what I saw was that their financials wasn't right. So after already having that foundation of education from Hill Business College, I knew how to read financial statements. I knew how to prepare them. I knew how to do bookkeeping and had been working already. So I could see that the need for bookkeeping. So I actually started as a sole proprietor in 2003. Well, I legalized it in 2003 as Tracy Take Bookkeeping which incorporated the bookkeeping side to the tax practice um, because they needed help, right? I was just saying that these are not right. <laughs> Their financials are not right. So um, since then, you know, I've always worked. I've always kind of had it as my supplemental income. And in 2014, I incorporated the business, um, brought my sister into the business, um, and brought like my god sister into the business. So that's how it became family owned because we work directly with like the people who I hire is from my family, but then we treat all of our clients as family. So we're a family owned business. Amazing. Well, that's something to be proud of for sure. And we are excited to have you here. Let's continue now with uh, the services that you offer and provide. And by the way, uh, we'll start with, you mentioned accounting. So we're going to talk about accounting, uh, taxes, business coaching. Uh, and by the way, is accounting uh, able to do it in uh, other states or is it just California? Just want to make sure we're aware. So we cover the entire United States. Okay. We do not um, offer international services at this point. Um, so we do cover all, but from the accounting standpoint, so I have a master's in business, a master's in accounting, as well as a master's in public administration. I um, did the public administration part. I always give a shout out to my nonprofit. It's called Beat the Streets, Inc. It's here in Antioch, California. We uh, provide resources to young adults 11 to 29 around education, employment, and life skills. Our website is Beat the Street CA for California.org. So um, that's my shout out to my nonprofit. But, um, so I started with the, the mentoring side of the business and, and with the counting as well as um, just whether it's tutoring, mentoring, um, life skills, all of that piece started with Beat the Streets in 2005. So we're about 18 years old. We'll be celebrating our 20th in um, two more years, so that's exciting as well. But our accounting practice, we cover the entire United States, and um, I got my master's, to, And I also have a certificate in accounting, master's certificate in accounting, um, just to stay abreast of the change in laws, um, the different laws that come out. You know, with every president, there's a new set of rules to understand and, and implement and all that good stuff. So I, I definitely stay on top of my continuing education so that I could bring more value to my clients. 
Wonderful. Well, let's talk about the accounting world and the importance of uh, making sure you hire a good accountant. Some people may not even know, like, well, I do my taxes myself. Let's let's talk a little bit about your services as an accountant. So um, we definitely specialize in the tax area. Like I said, I've been doing that since I was 14. So, you know, I, I, I say that I've been doing this since it was on paper, you know, <laughs> when we had those long forms and had to fill out the paper that you know, the ink would rub off on. So I've been doing this um, taxes for a very, very long time, but we do taxes for individuals as well as sole proprietors, small business. So we do LLC returns. We do corporate returns as well. Um, so we do all forms as well as nonprofit. Now, how does this all change over the years? You mentioned you're back on hand and paper. Now everything's electronic, right? Yeah. So, of course, as time changed, you know, I have to learn new software. Mm-hmm. Have to, you know, I have to stay abreast of not just the change in tax laws, but the change in software. Mm-hmm. Because they're coming out with new stuff all the time. Like AI is so popular right now. And, you know, I, I look at how I incorporate that in business. But it actually helps with, like, blog posts and um, research. It's a lot faster than back in the day when I had to use an encyclopedia and go to the library and do flashcards and, you know, things like that. So I've been in this industry an extremely long time. I'm about to celebrate 40 years, so I'm excited to have not only the bookkeeping accounting side, but the tax side as well. Amazing. And all that business and tax preparation. When do you start working, by the way, for tax preparation? When is I know like the deadline's in April, but when should people be filing their taxes? Any advice on this? So I want to make sure people understand that when you have a multi-member partnership, so an LLC with more than one party, um, or like if you're taxed as an S-Corp, the tax deadline is actually March 15th. Uh Okay. So that gives, because you get a K-1 as a shareholder of the business, that gives you 30 days to prepare your taxes by the April deadline, right? So if you file an extension, you get six months. So this week, I'm actually in the corporate deadline extension week. Um, that's due on the 15th, on Friday, this Friday. And then um, the extension for the um, individuals, as well as C-Corp, is on October 15th. And anytime it falls on a weekend, it's that Monday after, right? Um so, honestly, by law, uh, vendors, um, employers, anybody that's sending you a tax document except for corporations um, like S-Corp, partnerships, they have to get you your tax documents by January 31st okay. by law. Okay. A lot of people, especially now with the digital world, they could get their W-2s, they could get their documents online much faster than the mail. And a lot of um, companies have actually opted that they don't even mail them anymore. They actually, you have to go online and get them. Banks do that with your interest statements. Um, The investment accounts like E-Trade and stuff like that, a lot of those, they don't mail them anymore. So what I find, especially with our tax clients, is sometimes they forget about those. So that leads to the question you were asking about how to find a good tax preparer. You want to be consistent with your tax preparer, but you also want to make sure that you have a relationship 
which are tax prepare. Because like our repeat clients, even when they forget to give me docs, because I've done their, their paperwork before, I know if they forgot to give me something, right? Um, and then because of the relationship we have also, I'm aware if they have a new baby coming. I'm aware if they're buying a new house because it all becomes part of their tax plan and tax strategy to, like, purchase a home, welcome a new new one to the family. And when you jump around from preparer to pair, you lose that relationship. And therefore, I call it leave money on the table. You definitely have that um, that risk uh, leaving money on the table because the last preparer won't have, if you're not going back to your last preparer, the new preparer won't have the same information as the last preparer. And the last preparer won't have the same information as the one prior. But it is extremely important to be comfortable with your preparer. You should be able to talk to them about anything, anything that you're planning, anything that you've gone through. Um, if you receive a, a notice from the IRS or Franchise Tax Board, this is, I do lives and stuff, so I, I talk about this all the time. Don't ignore those notices. Not everything is a bill. When it says IRS or Franchise Tax Board, it's not a bill. Um, sometimes it's informational. So um, everyone should prepare to um, start filing their taxes, gathering their paperwork at the beginning of the year. It is not advised to use your W-2. You know, some people are very eager and want to use their W-2. Sometimes the W-2 will not show all the information. I mean, a, your 1090, I mean, your pay stub is not the same information as your W-2. So, um, you know, people use their pay, last paycheck as the information to file their taxes. That's not recommended. It's recommended that you wait or, um, like I said, a lot of companies now offer the online version of getting your tax docs. So you can get them as early as the 15th, maybe the 20th. You don't have to wait till the 31st and the mail. So they should start right away. What I also recommend is that, especially if you're someone with assets, with a lot of investments, um, a lot of tax documents, period, is to get a folder that you use and gather your tax documents as they come in. Because remember I mentioned, like, corporations, partnerships, if you're a shareholder, you're not required to give you your K-1 until the taxes are filed, which is due by March 15th. So in some cases, you may be waiting until March 15th to get all of your tax stuff. Now, also, I want to ask... I said a whole lot. Yeah, well, let me ask you, you know, is there any tips or tricks you want to give to us? Because I learned a lot working in the television business about certain write-offs I never knew I was entitled to. My account was so smart to tell me everything in my industry that could count as a write-off. I didn't know half the things could count. I mean, and that's why you have to have a good relationship with your accountant, right? What are some of the things that maybe yeah. someone listening today would not, uh, you know, know? So I've actually been doing a Facebook Live for the last, um, since August 1st, is 10 items that small business owners tend to forget um, when filing taxes. And again, if you don't have that relationship with your tax preparer, you don't know what you don't know. You know, we expect you to be good at what you're good at. You're a pro in your industry. You can't be a pro in your industry and mine as well. You know, it just normally does not happen. As Even if you're preparing your own taxes, you're not abreast of the tax law changes. Like when Trump um, got elected as president, he changed a lot of the tax rules, the tax forms, and the tax laws that was implemented during his presidency 
that if you didn't know what those changes are, you did yourself a disservice. A perfect example of that is the W-2s um, or you as an employee, the Form W-4. That's the form that says how much exemptions you want held from your paycheck. So how, how much taxes you want held. Like if you had, before it was a form that said how many dependents you have. You get to deduct that for um, the number of children you have, deduct one for yourself. So that's how the form was designed prior to 2020, but with the tax law changes, the entire form changed, but employers didn't, number one, they were not required to update their W-4 form. Therefore, people were still using the old form, which has exemptions that don't even exist anymore from a federal level. So here in California, California didn't agree with that, so we still have exemptions in California, but it's not the same for federal. So what happens is not enough taxes are taken out because they're taking taxes based on an old tax grid that doesn't exist anymore, right? So it's things like that that come up. But some of the deductions that um, I've been going over on my lives is home office deductions. One thing that I find common in people that do their own taxes with the home office deduction, they think that they can deduct 100% of their rent or their mortgage, and they fill out their form that way. That's not true. You live in the house, so it's based on a square footage. There's a lot of uh, child care that there's a different rule for child care because it could be based on the number of hours you use your home for child care versus the square footage of the home that you use for business. So it's rules like that. So the home office deductions, startup expenses, some people believe that um, or think that they can't, if they haven't started their business, then they can't deduct the cost that it takes to get the business up and running. And you can. So that can include continuing education, right, before you even start your business, right? These are startup cost. It could be research and development. It could be continuing education. It's your filing fees, things like that. So that one is a huge one, the startup cost, because they think, oh, I haven't even started my business. I can't write it off. But actually, you can. It's the start of your business. So therefore, you can write those expenses off. Um, business use of car, uh, professional fees, travel expenses. People get confused about what they can and cannot deduct with travel expenses. Bad debt, you know, if you have somebody bounce a check on you, how do you write that off? Um, waste, so I work with restaurants as well. You know, they have wasted food. You know, some stuff spoiled more than others. I actually had a client that their freezer went on blank, so they lost a whole inventory of food that they were, they're able to write off. But you don't know what you don't know, right? So that's also the importance of working with an accountant in business. Um, continuing education for sure, retirement, and charitable contributions. Those are other things that people get confused on. Now, one thing I want to make very clear is that what you can deduct depends on your business type. So if you're oh. a sole prop, there's a lot of stuff you cannot write off versus if you are an LLC or if you're choosing to be taxed as an S-Corp. So one of the main things is wages. Um, I tend to, so a lot of people opened up LLC businesses during the pandemic, and they didn't really understand what that means. 
there really is no tax benefit to being an LLC business unless you choose to be an escort. Mm. Okay? So writing off your wages is not a deduction if you are not taxing yourself as an escort. If you're an LLC, if you're a sole proprietor, you can't deduct your wages at all because all of it is part of your income. Wow. So things like that. Wow, we're learning a lot from you. My goodness. We've been talking so much, we skipped your commercial break. So let's just continue. Just tell us, remind us. No, it's a a good thing. Remind us how we could reach you. Uh, uh, Website, phone number, any social media pages? Yes. So we're on all social media pages, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, as well as Facebook as TLJ Professional Services. Our website is tljprofessionalservices.com. And our phone number, we have an 800 number, is... 833-855-7762. 833-855-7763, which stands for 833-TLJ-PROF. Perfect. Thank you so much. And we still got six minutes left on the show. So what else did you want to add? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so other things I want to add is the importance of working with someone. Um, like I mentioned before, leaving money on the table, um, that's a term that I use when people are trying to do things themselves. You know, there is a fine line between I haven't started really making money yet to afford an accountant versus I have to do it myself, right? Or hiring an outside accountant. You have to budget for that. Yeah. Because everything that I just talked about, a lot of small businesses don't know that. So that's what I mean by leaving money on the table, right? You don't know what you don't know. So you miss deductions. So that means you pay taxes on money that you didn't need to pay taxes on. Yeah. You know, and one thing that I realized, even myself last night, um, as an LLC business, people get confused that, you know, if you have a net profit in business and you have to file a Schedule C, so if you are a sole proprietor or a single member LLC, you have to use Schedule C. Even if you are an LLC partnership, you don't use a Schedule C. You actually use Form 1065. However, people forget about the self-employment tax. So even if you get your taxable income to zero, as long as you made a profit in your business, you still have to cover self-employment tax. That's your old-age retirement benefits, Social Security and Medicare. So people forget about that piece, and they end up with a high tax bill. So that's part of what I was talking about. A lot of people kind of jumped on the LLC bandwagon not realizing there was no tax benefit to just being an LLC. It's not unless you're taxed as an escort that you really see the tax benefit to um, the protection that's provided by being an LLC or LLP partnership, right? So I want to make sure that people are aware that even if you get your personal income tax liability to zero, that even if if you have a profit in your business, you're still going to pay taxes because you have to pay into your Social Security and Medicare as self-employed. Got it. Wow, learning so much from you, my goodness. <laughs> and any other uh, tips okay. or advice you want to share in the last few minutes of your show? Yes, yeah, so I, I uh, actually trademarked this. 
Um, I, I have a saying that says, take it one day at a time, one step at a time, but never stop stepping. Entrepreneurship, small business is very, very hard. It can be difficult. You know, you have the ups and downs. And you could be better prepared if you work with an accountant versus you trying to do everything yourself. I also always say you cannot operate your business from your bank account. That's strictly cash. What about outstanding items that you're looking to collect? What about contracts that you just secured? That would not be in your bank account. So how do you plan and make decisions on money that you haven't received yet? It's not in your bank account. So it's extremely important to at least invest in QuickBooks or some kind of financial software that tracks your income and expenses so that you have a better understanding and knowledge. And that's what we do, right? We make sure that our clients have a clear vision into their financial position so that they can make sound financial decisions. Because everything in business requires a decision, right? And if you don't, and everything in business requires money or the movement of money. So if you don't know where you are financially, it's hard to say where you're going. So it's extremely important to invest in software, to invest in continuing education, and to invest in help and knowing when that time. You have to budget for it. It's a month. All right. Well, thank you so much. Would you mind sharing all the ways we can reach out to you again if someone's interested in using your services? Remind us of the website, phone number. Thank you so much. Yes. So the website is tljprofessionalservices.com. You can follow us on all platforms um, at TLJ Professional Services, also on YouTube. Um, I do a live every week called Tax Tip Tuesday. Oh, cool. Um, it does stream. Yeah, it streams to Facebook, my LinkedIn, it's, uh, Instagram, as well as um, LinkedIn. So you can follow any of those platforms, YouTube as well, um, and get tax tips from me. Perfect. But I would love for you to follow, and then you could get on the um, book an appointment at tljprofessionalservices.com, and we would love to welcome you into the TLJ family. Got it. Well, thank you so much. All right, you have a fantastic day. And to all of our listeners, please stay tuned. More of the show is on the way. Don't go anywhere. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. So you see, son, good manners are very, very important. Someday, many years from now, when you're a grown-up, you'll be a man. And when you are, you should be a gentleman. Do you want me to go through it one more time? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open for ladies. If a door's shut, then knock first. Don't burp, don't swear, don't speak with your mouth full, don't reach across people's plates, keep your elbows off the table. What table? And don't interrupt. While we're at it, don't stare, don't use foul language, don't call people names, but do remember people's names. Always share your toys, play nice, and cover your mouth when you cough or sneeze. On the bus, give up your seat to anyone who has trouble standing. Bottom line, treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council.